and welcome to the eighth episode of Cryptids Decrypted. You know, they said we would never make it eight episodes, but here we are, still unfunded, still putting out content, and you know, we got like five five-star ratings, and none of them are my mom, so I think we're doing pretty well. Today we've got a great History of the Mystery episode. We're talking about the Jersey Devil, which is one of the wildest myths I've ever encountered. If you haven't already, uh, definitely check out episode 7. I've got Dr. Brian Regal on. He literally wrote the book on the Jersey Devil. It's a really fun conversation, and we get into the origins of this just wacky myth. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everybody... If you like us, rate us and share us around with your friends. That's how we get listeners and that's how we feed our egos as podcast hosts because, you know, views mean something. And we recently hit 1,000 listens and that felt pretty good. So let's try and get to 5,000 and then, I don't know, I'll I'll do something. Maybe do a little dance on air. Finally, a quick note. I have an upcoming audio drama called Man of the Mountain coming out is about a man who will stop at nothing to maintain the Bigfoot legend and the intrepid tabloid reporter who's hell-bent on stopping him. It's voiced by the amazing James Croft. It's published by Aberrant Literature. It's going to come out in paperback, and of course I wrote it, so very good stuff. And if you're into cryptids, I think you're really going to dig it. We've got two trailers up on anchor.fm slash manofthemountain with hyphens in between each word. I'll put a link in the episode description, but Go check it out and go ahead and subscribe, follow the page, because that's going to be coming up very soon, and that way you can get notified when the first episode goes live. But that's enough from me. Let's go ahead and get to this history of the mystery. Enjoy. So today we're talking about the Jersey Devil. I have Tyler Mitchell and John Ceccarelli here. Guys, how did you first hear about the Jersey Devil myth? Or sorry, we don't know it's a myth yet. So how did you first hear about the Jersey Devil? It could be real. It could very much be real. Uh, I heard about it on, um, I think I talked about this last time, but there was this show when we were kids, when I was a kid. Uh, you guys were younger kids. Uh, we They would uh, send kids out to do like paranormal investigations and shit. And... It would it would air on like I think ABC Family or whatever it was called back then I don't know the Fox Family maybe but uh, anyway these kids went out to do a Jersey Devil uh, investigation and I remember it scaring the shit out of me as a kid uh, but I don't remember much about it other than that I just remember thinking that's the scariest thing I've ever seen at that point um, but other than that that's the earliest I can remember. I I can't even remember when I first heard about it, but I would probably estimate that I heard of the New Jersey Devils, the hockey team, when I was oh, yeah. probably in, you know, like eight or nine. My dad was a huge hockey fan, so that always stuck with me. And then I kind of learned that it was a myth as I got older and kind of started to get curious and look into what exactly was the New Jersey Devil. You know that age where we're all getting curious with myths. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I was not a big fan of sports puck, uh, so I, I didn't hear about the Jersey Devil actually like really until I started looking into this podcast and I was like, the fuck creature should we put on the logo? And I saw it and I was like, definitely not that one. Um, but like, I, I had never heard anything about it until we started reading up on it to do this episode and it's fucking wild. It's, it's a weird myth. It might be one of the weirder ones that we've covered so far and we've already like talk to the director of the mutual UFO network. So <laughs> it says a lot. Right. Yeah. So Tyler, why don't you tell us a, a bit about where this myth comes from? Yeah. Okay. So there's actually like 
a handful of uh, myths. I was reading about one that had to do with like a, an American woman falling in love with like a British soldier and I don't know, them having a child or something. Um, but they all tend to come from around that time period, like the early 1700s through, you know, about the American Revolution. Um, so in a lot of ways, I kind of feel like this might be the f- first or one of the first uh, sort of legends to come out of, you know, the United States after the revolution sort of came to an end. But the biggest, uh, probably the most popular myth that, that has come out of that has to do with a woman who was living in the New Jersey woods in the 1700s. Uh, and her name, well, I don't know if her name was, but she's known as Mother Leeds, L-E-E-D-S. Um, she had a shit ton of kids. Uh, and then she has her 13th kid. Uh, supposedly this kid came out deformed uh, and had like a horse head, bat wings, goat-like hooves. So very similar to sort of the, the you know, sort of the images that we see when people talk about the Jersey Devil. So, so apparently, you know, the baby comes out all fucked up looking and the mom screams, uh, as would anybody, I think. And the child flies up. Uh, goes through the chimney and goes out to haunt the woods, and that's kind of the, you know, in the in a nutshell, that's that's the major myth uh, that's sort of popular. That that myth is it's really actually a really interesting myth because there's a lot of history around, especially the name Leeds. Upon further research, Brian Regal, who we have interviewed for this podcast. Um, and I believe it. You said it's, I think it goes live before this episode goes live, right? So people have had a chance to listen to it. Yeah, it will have been about uh, two weeks ago by the time this comes out. Gotcha. So his argument is was well, his research, I guess, kind of comes to show that it really came from this rivalry between Benjamin Franklin of all people, <laughs> yep, and uh, Daniel Leeds, and really kind of the Leeds family, um, who published a rival almanac to Benjamin Franklin's almanac. <clears throat> so Daniel Leeds, uh, who's this Quaker who comes to America in the 1670s, he writes an almanac, and his Quaker neighbors quickly kind of attack him. They don't like him um, because he his because he uses astrology um, in his writing for the almanac. Um, so the attacks from the Quakers kind of lead to lead to Leeds right uh, writing satirical books about the Quakers. Um, which then leads to more attacks from the Quakers, um, attacking back, calling him Satan's harbinger. Um, so additionally, and I think maybe even worse, Daniel Leeds openly supports the uh, royal governor of New Jersey. So, you know, they have the the English government or whatever has, has uh, people running the government over here. The royal governor of New Jersey is named Lord... Lord Cornbury, uh, and apparently is pretty unpopular with the locals. They say misused, uh, misused tax taxes, and misuse and, and would uh, cross dress, which apparently was a pretty big deal. I think it's it's interesting, right? Because this is like it's it's a little bit like what, what you see whenever somebody tries to introduce science to anybody who doesn't like science is you know myths start to form about them and right. they're, they're turned into this i don't know this thing that they're not like i think mm-hmm. it reminds me actually a little bit of like what happened to tesla as well um and just like these people who start feuding and back in the day you could you could pretty much say a lie about somebody and there's no way to disprove <laughs> it they, did, they didn't know that his you know his wife wasn't pooping out devil babies in the in the pine barrens right <laughs> right 
you get clapped with a diss track. I get it. <laughs> it's an old school diss track from Benjamin Franklin. So anyway, uh, Daniel leads uh, his son, whose name is Titan, which is the coolest fucking name I've ever heard. Titan leads. He takes over, kind of running the almanac, um, and eventually enters a feud with one Benjamin Franklin. So at this point in in history, Benjamin Franklin, not a uh, famous. I don't know if he's famous or not, but. He's trying to get his almanac off the ground. He's he's wanting to write an almanac. Remember, the Leeds write a uh, an almanac at this time. They're kind of the the only game in town. Franklin writes this kind of comes out as this guy named Poor Richard. I think he kind of uses it as a pseudonym, um, and decides to do this publicity stunt uh, to kind of you know gain some traction in the almanac game. Um, and so what he does is he claims that Titan Leeds is going to die in 1733. He makes this big public pro- proclamation. That in 1733, according to the stars and astronomy or whatever, <clears throat> Titan Leeds is going to die in 1733. So 1733 comes and goes. Titan Leeds still very much alive. He actually dies five years later, but uh, whatever. Uh, f- so Benjamin Franklin claims that Leeds actually did die and that Titan has was actually resurrected from the dead. And we're actually seeing his ghost or a zombie version of Titan Leeds. Um and he does this all very, like, apparently, according to Brian Regal, of course, he does this all with a very straight face and kind of sells it to people. I don't know. People were stupid uh, in the 1700s. I mean, people are stupid now, so. it has, Yeah, that hasn't changed. <laughs> well, this is a particular level of stupid. Uh, anyway, so it goes off well. It goes well. And it's a huge success. And the poor Richard's almanac becomes wildly successful. And the Leeds almanac kind of just flounders. <clears throat> So that's kind of where the leads come in. The other thing to keep in mind, too, that I thought was interesting, I don't have this in my notes, but I do remember reading it. They started using the Leeds family crest on their almanac, and the Leeds family crest has a wervin on it, which is a... Wyvern. Wyvern, okay. (laughs) Wervin. Never heard that. Uh, Never heard of that thing. But anyway, it looks a lot like the Jersey Devil, which I think is kind of interesting. I could see that if you put an outline of a wyvern and an outline of the Jersey Devil, yeah, it would be similar. Right. I mean, they're both like wing, winged beasts, right? Like right. A wyvern, wyvern has wings. Also, can we talk about for a second that it used to be a business that you could make astrological predictions and then publish them, and that was like a competitive business that people <laughs> that people needed to like fucking get at each other so they could keep theirs on top. <laughs> That's fucking wild. So, so like Benjamin Franklin had this dude killed, right? Like we're we're all on board with that, like. <laughs> That was his original plan. He's Doubt like, I'm going to say this dude dies, and then here's my here's my thing. I'm going to go murder him. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go that far, but I would I would suggest that Benjamin Franklin is a bit of a dick, <laughs> uh, and he did kind of ruin this family uh, and led to them sort of becoming this enemy of the people. Uh, so <clears throat> speaking of which, so you got to keep in mind, like, this is, you know, the 17, at this point, it's in this mid- uh, mid 1700s probably 1750s i think uh and so kind of like political fervor is growing right and people are talking about starting an american revolution and all this stuff so colonists are are kind of looking for an outlet for their anti-british sentiment so the Leeds family like i mentioned earlier became uh kind of friendly with the british government with lord cornberry who was obviously very (laughs) was was really unpopular uh with the locals again um so they kind of became this really easy target and for unknown reasons 
this is you know Brian's words, not mine. For unknown reasons, the lead family had had been associated with the occult at this point. So by the time the Revolutionary War began, this you know mythical monster or whatever called the Leeds Devil, it kind of stood as a symbol of contempt towards the uh, British government. And so, after the revolution, this this legend of the Leeds Devil it kind of fades away, fades into obscurity uh, until. Uh, in the 1900s, and this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody who's listened to our episodes, but a businessman in Philadelphia resurrects the legend. Uh, he renames it the Jersey Devil in order to promote his museum. Um, and so this this legend uh, involving mother leads, remember the woman who gave birth to her 13th child and it was a demon, blah, blah, blah. This, sort of, this legend became famous, and the true story was pretty much forgotten at that point until... Really, probably until Brian Regal uh, came along and dug it back up. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, guy. That's a that that guy who owns the museum. He's fascinating character, and just like it's, it's funny, everybody trying to make a buck off these myths. That's how a lot of them get big. Yeah, for sure. Did you do research on that guy? Not not a ton. Like I remember reading about the the museum though, and it just being put up, and like him trying to sell more tickets because he was going mm-hmm. out of business. Hmm. The classics, the cla- classic story, like you know, running out of business might as well drum up a myth. Um, it makes me think <laughs> of actually. There's a, I might get shot for saying this, but there's a coffee stand in Washington that's on the like, on the mountain pass in between Eastern and Western Washington. Yeah. And there's a just as you're coming out of Leavenworth, yeah, right? The Yeti it's like one? a chalet. Like it's oh. on your way uh, to Leavenworth on the other side of the pass, but it's a, uh, <laughs> it's just a bunch of Bigfoot paraphernalia, and they make really shitty coffee. Um, like just the worst fucking coffee, but they have like a bunch of Bigfoot stuff there. And I, it's like, well, I gotta stop there for coffee now, even though it's shit. So it's the same thing with the museum is all I'm trying to say, <laughs> but it's, it's, Oh my God, it's so bad. Anyways. Uh, sorry. Uh, continue Tyler. Nope. I'm done. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, keep in mind, I'm on for all the, uh, for all those listeners at home. Uh, I am currently on a whole lot of painkillers uh and i uh you know that's about the extent of my research this week was that story yeah i mean you're on painkillers <laughs> i'm drinking beer john's yeah. john we're good like we're really putting our all into this episode i mean it's hard it's hard to put your all into the goddamn jersey devil myth man like it's just it's really hard um so a couple of interesting things um just in general about the the myth's origin and part of why it's spread is I think it's important to talk a little bit about the Pine Barrens and what they are. So the Pine Barrens are like this heavily forested area that is like, so it, it's it's barren in one sense and not barren in another. The soil itself is barren. Like you can't grow any crops there, um, but it does mean that like a bunch of strange trees grow. Uh, a lot of carnivorous plants grow there weirdly. And it's just like this weird forested area where the ground is basically like salt soil and it's just not good for anything and the Leeds family actually like settled out near there so not only were they like having myths spread about them but they also like they live in a kind of creepy place they have a pretty <laughs> creepy crest and so like it, it wouldn't take much for it to push people over the edge so let's let's get into some of the sightings of the jersey devil because you know oh god like let, let, let's see why why this myth is endured because i i I honestly can't believe it. So Joseph Bonaparte, this is the first sighting I found, 1812. You might recognize oh, yes. that last name because I he do. is uh, Napoleon's brother. Uh, and he apparently was also the king of Spain. 
but was unsuccessful in defending Spain uh, and ended up having to go into exile in America, specifically what would become New Jersey. And I can't think of a more fitting exile than sending somebody to New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> but, have you been in New Jersey? Uh, you know, no, I just like to talk a lot of shit about it, to be honest. Oh, it sucks. I mean, I've only been, I only spent a little bit of time there, but yeah, oh boy, people there are rude as hell. Uh, sorry, Brian. If you have any list, if you have any <laughs> listeners from New Jersey, just just get out of here already. Well, I mean, again, if Brian Regal's listening, like, sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, you provided me with some wonderful research here. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this sighting. So Joseph Bonaparte, the the exiled brother of Napoleon, is out hunting, and he sees some tracks in the snow that look like a two footed donkey. Uh, like specifically, he's like these, these look like donkey tracks, but it's on its hind legs. Um, and you notice one foot was slightly larger than the other, so it was walking with a limp. And then the tracks abruptly stopped, as if the creature mm-hmm. had flown away. Uh, mm. So you know clearly that that's he's like at that moment he he looks up and he sees this large winged creature with a horse head and bird legs hissing at him, and he was so scared that he forgot he had a gun because he was hunting and didn't shoot it. Uh, and then he, he never saw the creature again. Yeah. And that's one of the best sightings we have. So it, it only goes uh, uphill from here. Uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, and that's so that's a lot of these, right, is like people seeing footprints and then all of a sudden saying they see something. But it's a lot of hearsay. Hmm. So from 1812 to around the 1900s, sightings are pretty slim. But then you get this craze of 1909 where there's a story published that talks again about strange footprints from an animal yet unidentified by science. Uh, they don't say it's a bipedal donkey this time, but they just say it's it's a bipedal animal. It has hooves like a horse. And then this kind of stirred up people's imaginations and everybody started hunting for this creature. And <laughs> it's around this time that we get the, there's a famous story about, I think I might murder his name, but his name's Stephen Decatur. And he's a, He's, he's in the army in some capacity, and he's out at... What's his name? Stephen what? Stephen Decatur. Oh, uh, Decatur. Decatur. Oh, shit. Yeah, Decatur, maybe? That makes sense. Maybe, Ste- Stephen it's Decatur. It's a city. Like, there's, like a, there's a Decatur in every state, it seems like, if you look at it. Yeah, there's a high school in Washington. It's Decatur High School. Yeah, there's a Decatur, so, Georgia, Decatur, like I think Alabama. They're everywhere. Anyway, yeah, so so Decatur, we'll call it, so Stephen Decatur, and, and, and again, Brian might murder me for telling the story wrong, because uh, he's already told it to me once, uh, but I forgot it. Uh, but essentially, <laughs> this guy's out at an armory, or somewhere of the like, and he ends up coming face to face with the Jersey Devil, and, you know, what does he do? He fires a cannon at it, because that's what you do, and he apparently blew a hole in it, but the creature just kept going. However, so when we look into the sighting, Stephen is never officially quoted as verifying the story. And mm. um, Twins, like, when Twins I talked Twins? to Brian about it, he said he thought it had been made up by somebody else. So it, in a similar <laughs> fashion to like the way that the, the Jersey Devil spread originally, um, because he's like, you know, we have these journals and like they just don't quite corroborate it. And I actually have a clip from the interview. Okay, so this is um, this is a clip of Brian Regal basically talking about the the diary that everybody cites as kind of the I don't know the the gold standard for this myth. The problem is the Vance Lerner diary is a hoax. Uh, it's it's not <laughs> genuine. It has no provenance. Uh, there, there's there's no evidence for it. Uh, and so that's you know it's one more thing that people think proves all this, uh, but in reality there's there's nothing to it. 
Yeah. So I think that that's pretty open to interpretation, right? So you could you could say either way, like Brian <laughs> Regal believes in the Jersey Devil or doesn't. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so it's pretty cut and dry that like, you know, when it's looked at by historians, they don't think it's necessarily fake. Um, but, you know, in any case, so around the time that there's the cannonball story, everybody's out looking for the Jersey Devil because it's in the news. So people are reporting sightings. You've got this guy named William Cronk, uh, who is described as an aged citizen. Uh, he said he was eating <laughs> dinner when a shadow fell upon a window, causing him to look up. And that's when he saw a huge bird with long hoofed legs outside. Uh, hmm. You know, so could be a lot of things, but probably the Jersey Devil. Uh, and if you don't believe that, let me tell you this. There's this guy. His name is Captain Dowdy. He's a classic sea dog type character. And he was Arr. out. Yeah, he was out fishing off Rum Point. So <laughs> accurate. Arg. Uh, <laughs> not a joke name. Uh he barely survived an attack with this winged creature. Uh, he oh apparently God. managed to strike a lucky blow, and the devil fell right into his boat on top of his fish. So oh. Dowdy trusted up and uh, brought the creature in. But rather than showing it as proof, he showed his bruised arms instead and said, look, see, I got these bruised arms. Clearly, I've been in a fight with the Jersey Devil. Jesus Christ. Even though he supposedly had the creature on his boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he tied he it up he and brought it home. didn't show the picture. He didn't show the actual... Uh... Nah, creature it, he just showed the bruises that he got while fighting the creature yeah because that's what you do he's a he's a he makes a spectacle you know and then uh and then so the press came and they were like hey can we see it and he's like nah uh, but they wrote no. they wrote about it anyway um <laughs> and several fishermen apparently corroborated his story so that's pretty good evidence in my opinion and then like about a year after that some kids found a corpse in the woods that was uh, an animal that vaguely matched the devil's description but was also only 20 inches in length uh, huh. and doctors examined it and couldn't figure out what it was but you got to remember that this is around the time when you could uh, glue a fish to a monkey and call it a Fiji mermaid <laughs> which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that but that's a thing that mm-hmm. people would sell uh, is yeah. yeah those those desiccated corpses glued together so it's it's not exactly great evidence <laughs> To be fair, I mean, if it was a baby and the baby flew out and maybe the baby didn't grow much, but I know that 20 inches is kind of in line if that thing has grown a little bit. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's like those compies. Compies? Yeah, the Compsognathus, the little tiny dinosaurs at the beginning of uh, Jurassic Park 2 that eat the little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, after after this craze, they call it the craze of 1909 because there was a bunch of sightings. Everybody was out looking for it. Uh, things go dormant again in 1927 there's this uh, alleged attack on a cabbie uh he's out changing a tire on his cab when you know like oh shit the jersey devil uh starts banging on his roof and uh (laughs) of course uh and the jersey devil just hisses at him and then runs away so maybe he was trying to get a ride it's unclear uh but like you know either way that's again just hearsay 1960 wealthy merchants start offering a reward uh they say two hundred fifty thousand dollars uh if you can bring the jersey devil in which is that's a pretty sizable reward uh this is what the poster said it said wanted jersey devil the creature is often described as a kangaroo-like patchwork with the face of a horse the head of a dog leathery bat-like wings horns small arms with cloven hooves and a forked tail Christ. It is. It has been reported to move quickly as to avoid human contact and is often described as emitting a blood-curdling scream. And then in all caps, approach with extreme caution. <laughs> is this, who put this out? Uh, just it, it said wealthy merchants. Well, 
ambiguous. Yeah, yeah of course. Merchants. This is a this is a D and D group. Wealthy merchants. I mean, it's nineteen sixty. <laughs> you think we'd have some record of it? It's not like, but yeah. Uh, you know, surprisingly, nobody got their $250,000 because nobody Dude, was able to God. bring it in. Yeah, shocking. So 1972, uh, this is like more recent. This one actually has like film of the person talking about it, but of course doesn't have film of the Jersey Devil. Mary Ritzer Christensen was driving and saw what she believed to be a Jersey Devil in her rearview mirror. Uh, the creature was on its hind legs and had thick haunches and a hairy head. Uh, the, hmm. I couldn't find much about the setting other than it's listed everywhere and there used to be a video but A&E took it down because of copyright claims uh, <laughs> so that's that's that's, uh, that's all I got about that in 1980s we have a few sightings of like a park ranger found a bunch of pigs that had been killed and mutilated where the back of their heads had been eaten and there were scratches all along the body uh, with no footprints surrounding it so of course the Jersey Devil has wings so it had to be that. Um, around the same t- <laughs> around the same time, there's a group of dirt bikers going into the Pine Barrens, and they try uh, they they hear something screaming at them from the woods, and all their bikes die at the same time. Their bikes die. Yeah, like their dirt bikes die. Super. Oh. Which uh, I guess yeah, if you believe it's of demonic origin, sure. <laughs> um, and okay. then they uh, they all ran away, and then they promptly went to a bar. Uh, and the bartender was like, oh, clearly you saw the Jersey Devil. That's something that comes up a lot for me when I'm reading a lot of these. Like, I had to go through a lot of eyewitness reports to even, like, carry it down to 10. But a lot of these are like, yeah, I saw something in the woods, and then somebody told me it was the Jersey Devil. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, where it's, you know, especially with the Jersey Devil, I don't think a lot of people necessarily know this myth exists. Um, so they see something weird and then people are like, okay, you don't think people know this exists. Maybe in the circles that are listening to this podcast and maybe some of the people we know, but I would really, I would, I would, I, I, would, I would suggest this is as popular, well, not as popular as Bigfoot, but I mean, it's gotta be like the second most well-known I would say in the United States. Mm. Mm, I'm with Ashton on this one. I think it's, it's lesser known for non-cryptids. I guess I mean like I yeah I would say like maybe like chupacabra would be up there. Chupacabra's not American though. That's a Mexican. New Mexican. Yeah, it's Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. But I, either way, like I think that a lot of these people are being told they saw something and they're like, oh yeah, well that kind of fits. And so I guess I guess aliens would probably be bigger, but yeah. Yeah. I would I I honestly of all the American, the American based like you know cryptids or legends or whatever, I would put like Bigfoot. UFOs, because I feel like UFOs are not specific to us, but we've definitely kind of, as far as uh, cultural appropriation or whatever, we've just kind yeah, of appropriated that. that. And then I think, I, I don't know, I mean, I can't think of a single thing that's, other than those two, that's bigger than Jersey Devil. Yeah, that's fair. From, I mean, from there are a lot in America, though. And I guess Jersey Devil's like big on the East Coast, too, so maybe because we live on the West Coast, we're, yep. that's, that's, that's why it's not as common here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So anyways, there's only there's only two more sightings, thank God. Uh, but I call this one Once Upon a Time in Smithville. There is a woman taking out her garbage when a large shadow fell on the window in front of her, similar to the guy who saw it while he was eating dinner. Um, and it was the shape of the Jersey Devil, but she said rather than feeling frightened, she felt calm, as if Aww. the Jersey Devil were watching over her. And I thought that was nice. That uh, was nice. <laughs> 
the Jersey Angel. Yeah. Oh, God. And then the last one is October 2015, which uh, I believe I sent this video to you guys earlier, and I'll put a link up in the episode you description. Did. Yeah, this is some... Um, this is dumb. Yeah, it's it's real dumb. John, have you watched this video? No. Uh, no, I haven't. It, <laughs> it's, I just watched it again, and it looks so bad. It's like, uh, for people at home who can't, who can't watch it right now, it kind of looks like a stuffed llama that somebody has just put like really fake wings on and is flapping them as fast as they can while it's pulled away on a string. That's allegedly the best footage we have of the Jersey <laughs> Devil. Sorry, I just watched yeah. it. What the fuck? Yeah, that's that's so clearly fake. Yeah, yeah. So that's some as uh, <laughs> we got on the Jersey Devil signings. Uh, not a great week for me to play the side of the conspiracy theorists because it's really hard to side with them. <laughs> my god what did i just watch john that's that's a high school's fucking that's evidence oh, that's evidence john that is a high schooler's cinematography project yeah, yeah. well you know speaking Whew. of cinematography john i hear you have uh some information on how how this myth is uh come about in pop culture yeah so talking about pop culture we have kind of a number of mediums that have been saturated with <clears throat> if not the myth itself the name um, one of the major underlying themes that I've seen throughout all of my research is that what we've described, you know, horns, or not, not horns, but hooves, wings, goat-like, kangaroo-like, however you want to describe it, none of that actually tracks. Um, really, the name's just been taken and the myth itself has been completely bastardized. Uh, the very first thing... Uh, that's actually kind of cool is they're building a roller coaster at the Six Flags right on the edge of the Pine Barrens. They're calling it the Jersey Devil. It will be the tallest, fastest, and longest roller coaster on the world. That should open in 2020. That would be a really cool thing if Boss Man Ashton can fly us out there and expense it, and we can ride it for, you know, Cryptid's research. Yeah, so hey, dear listeners, if you'd like to fly us all out to New Jersey so that we can ride the Jersey Devil Coaster, <laughs> you can go ahead and donate on our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash cryptidsdecrypted. <laughs> we take all forms of donations. Mainly Bitcoin, please. Yeah, Bitcoin you. works too. Um, the second major thing is there's the Pine Barrens. Uh, that's the location of the jersey devil and then in stephen king's famous book it uh the creature calls the barons home there's really no relation and i completely made this part up but they both live in the barons so there you go one's a monster the other's a monster and they're both weird um i was just gonna say real quick i i so I, i'm reading it right now too and that was the first thing that i thought of when they talked about playing down in the barons and the way that he describes the Barons is actually very similar to the what the Jersey Barons actually are. Uh, so hmm. I'm wondering if he took inspiration or if Maine also has like Barons in the same fashion. I'm sure they do, but him growing up as an East Coaster, I mean, he grew up, um, you know, in Maine, which isn't really that far away. I it would it would it wouldn't surprise me if it came out that yes, he took inspiration and I don't know. It's one of those things where. It could be coincidental, but I don't know. I think there's 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 strong ties there, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next major thing was on the original Sony PlayStation, there was a video game called The Jersey Devil. A creature was a creature was kidnapped by a mad scientist and caged, and then a accident in the lab blew it up, and the Jersey Devil escaped. Um, 
it was a pretty generic platformer, brought nothing new to the industry. Um, that being said, the character that you play as, the Jersey Devil, resembled nothing goat-like and had no hooves. It did have some wings, um, but it was a purple devil-looking creature. If you are uh, knowledgeable about uh, the Arizona State University's mascot, the Sun Devils, um, it looked a lot like that, except throw kind of a visor over its eyes and switch the color scheme to purple and black. Uh, following that, um, the next the next part that I'd like to bring up uh, is from pretty famous show, The X-Files. They covered tons and tons of different myths. Um, one episode was called The Jersey Devil. Uh, it was really kind of funky because it was uh, like hairy people. Like that that's how they're described is they're very hairy humanoids. And while the myth that we know of was there was just one devil, it was, um, you know, a child that flew off and then it was kind of by itself. In this one, there was a male and a female. And in the end of the episode, they find out that the female had kids. And so it kind of propagated, but it's another one of those weird things where it really bastardizes the name and location and doesn't, ring true to any of the other parts of the myth that we know of. Harry, humanoid, and there's multiple. So that doesn't really track. Um, my second favorite kind of pop culture tie-in is, as I listed earlier, uh, the NHL hockey team, the New Jersey Devils. Yes, puck ball. I got it. Y- yes, puck ball. Uh, that's what we're going to call that. Frozen puck Frozen ball. Frozen puck ball. They were a team that wasn't originally there but was expanded and they actually let the fans name the team in a fan contest and they so what you're saying is that the jersey devil is actually very widely known and uh, around the state of new jersey yes it is very widely known around the state of new jersey because remember (laughs) there are like six hockey teams uh, the mascot there again is a demon creature, very similar to the Arizona state sun devil. Um, doesn't have hook, a goat, doesn't have hooves. Um, there's a very funny, this is sports center commercial. Um, love that one with the Jersey devil. Uh, but that's kind of, that's kind of it. Um, in the animated show Futurama, um, one kind of very loose tie in robot hell is in New Jersey. So the robot devil is technically the robot Jersey devil. Um, that's one of my favorite ones. It's really weird. It's a really kind of funky tie in, but knowing the people there who wrote that show and how intelligent a lot of their jokes are, I would be willing to bet that it is a tie into the Jersey devil. And then just to just kind of cap it off, there are a just metric ton of books and movies that are all just, they, they all look horrible. Um, they all tie into the Pine Barrens. They tie into the Leeds family, the Leeds woman, um, the Jersey Devil itself. They're all really cheap B-list horror movies. And then there is one movie that's called The Jersey Devil. It has literally nothing to do with the myth except uh, Lucifer runs <laughs> through his term limits as the president of hell. His replacement decides to move hell to New Jersey, and Lucifer sure doesn't like that. So he turns to the man upstairs for help. And that's really it. That's kind of pop. Who's culture. the man Uh That would be Jesus. Wait, oh, I thought it was gonna be God. Oh, sp- yeah, what a oh, twist. Spoiler. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of it for pop culture. Um, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Because like when you look at the Jersey Devil, like that's 
it's kind of a dumb looking creature. Oh my god! Like yeah. out of out of all the cryptids we've covered, man. Like I, I know we're only like eight episodes deep, but still, man, the Jersey Devil is like in a league of its own shittiness as far as <laughs> design. Like just it's just, <laughs> yeah, design. Like so, somebody is a poorly designed creature. <laughs> But the name itself is, I don't know, it, it has a really cool sounding name and it's got a ring to it. And it, it's got that mystery of the Pine Baron. So I get how it, it should be kind of this easy myth or, you know, idea to tack onto and kind of appropriate into a multitude of different stories. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the name's good. And I think the the fact that it ties in the myth of, you know, Mother Leeds really does tie into kind of the American Revolution, I think really it makes it distinctly American. Um, and I think that really kind of helps add to the intrigue of the, of the legend. Yeah. I will say, I think that still the best um, pop culture appropriation of any cryptid we've covered so far is Harry and the Henderson's. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's hmm. quite top that. I don't know, man. There's lots of good alien movies. That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, but we gotta, we gotta like cut aliens out of that because it'd just be too easy. There's too many good sci-fi <laughs> movies, but yeah, Mars Attacks. I mean, yeah. nothing tops Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks is dope as hell. Yeah, that's true. It is better than yeah. Hamptons. <laughs> all right, so uh, so so here we are. Uh, we've covered just about all we know and need to know about the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Where does everybody land on the truthfulness of this myth? Uh, <laughs> on a on a scale of totally real to it's bullshit. <laughs> and this is gonna be a shocker, Tyler. We'll start with you. Yeah, this is dumb. Uh, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy this for a second. Um, I really do like the myth, and I like the history. I like the the research that Brian Regal has done. Um, into kind of where the myth has come from. I think that's honestly probably the most fascinating bit of research I've done for this show so far. So you know, hats off to Brian. And it is kind of cool to see that. Um, that kind of the way that the the historical components sort of played into this creation of the myth and to watch it sort of you know evolve or devolve into what we know it as today so nope the story's dumb uh or sorry the 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 creature's dumb and i think if you believe it like you're just i think you're willing to believe anything uh no offense to the people listening that do believe it but I mean, just just do a little research on these things, and uh, half the time you're gonna find that it's obviously bullshit, uh, and the other half of the time there's gonna be plenty of reason to doubt it. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. What about you, John? Put it this way: <laughs> if I went on Reddit and I went to the "I Have Sex" subreddit and I looked up the top post of all time, I would believe that before I believe this myth. <laughs> Nothing about this damning. myth makes sense. Um, the sightings are all just balls to the walls bonkers. Yeah, it, it was a good job making a quick buck off it. And like Tyler was saying, I mean, I, I love the concept. I love the theory. I love the name. Um, I love certain parts of how it's been incorporated into kind of our society and pop culture and how it ties into the 1700s and all that. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's just uh, kind of crock shit. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I uh, I'm in the same boat as you guys on this one. Like, <laughs> it just it looks like a creature that was designed by committee, and uh, like just literally just piecing <laughs> a bunch of shit together. And God, it's just like none what of if the it had sightings. A horse head. 
<laughs> yeah, like oh, maybe maybe like maybe it's a bipedal yeah, like a bipedal hugs. donkey. Bipedal donkey, you guys. Uh but it <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I think that it's fascinating. It would ring more true to me if it was like if they went like with a specifically supernatural myth because those are harder to like prove or disprove, right? But yep. instead they went with like a goat creature flying around which is like okay, fine. Right. Um so yeah, no, I think it's I think it's bullshit. Um, I, I do think it's interesting that there are still people who claim that they have seen it. Like there's there's just a lot of people who really think that they've seen it. And I will play one final clip from the Brian Regal interview because I think that this kind of sums up how I feel about it. Uh, really perfectly. quick, but I mean, one thing that I want to point out is these are people who they don't think they've seen it. Somebody told them they saw it. Well, do they think they've seen it, or they, did they see? I mean, I think. I don't know about you guys, but I think we've all seen stuff and it's like, wow, what was that? You know, and we don't have the 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 time to really sit there and think or do research. You know, something fly by and you're like, oh, um, I guess that was the Jersey Devil, you know, because you couldn't immediately explain it. And that was immediate. Yeah, that's your new explanation. And that's what kind of has taken over in your brain. I, I, I guess it's wrong and it's dumb. And I think people that do that aren't, you know, considering all of the possibilities, but I mean, I get it. I get these, I believe these people really believe it. I don't believe that they actually saw, you know, something that's made up. Yeah. And I think, uh, this, uh, this, this clip kind of sums that sentiment up perfectly. Here's Brian Regal <laughs> on, uh, the sightings that he's heard about, uh, when he's giving his talks in Jersey. Uh, I had the, I had like an 80 year old woman come up to me once after a talk and and say young man uh you know i've seen the jersey devil and you know what am i going to do intellectually bludgeon an 80 year old lady or and it's, oh well that's great yeah well, well done uh, but yeah there, i i encounter people all the time who say they've seen it <laughs> yeah so i mean because that was my main question when i was talking it was just like do people actually think they've seen it and apparently yes like he gets people who come up to him after every talk he gives and i guess that's that's true of a lot of things, but I guess even when we're talking about something like Bigfoot, that's more believable than this to me. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, don't yeah, know, I mean, just, like, uh, if you had to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I believe people believe they've seen it. I don't believe that they actually did see it. Oh, well, so I think that closes out our discussion of the Jersey Devil. I know I've got one current cryptid sighting that I want to talk about just because it's fucking weird. Uh, what about you guys? You guys got anything? I got one, unless you stole it from me. Ooh, all right. Uh, does yours happen to be about T-Rexes in Texas? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty niche. Nope, <laughs> nope not me. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, I'll let you go ahead, and then we'll get to the T-Rexes after. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about former Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge. Uh, over the, I don't know. I think we've t- probably he's probably talked about like three or four times on this show. I feel like anyway. So, um, as we've discussed in the past, he started a, a group called uh, To the Stars Academy, um, and they're kind of around to do research into UFOs, and um, I think they're also producing media to to drum up some money or something. But anyway, uh, news came out that they have signed a contract with the U.S. Army to uh do research um supposedly they have some exotic you know quote exotic materials that they believe came from uh ufos 
Um, so the army has signed a contract to help them do research into those materials. Uh, so specifically, the government is interested in studying. And I'm reading this list here. This list is this this article is from Vice.com. Um, so they're interested, they're interested in studying inertial mass reduction, which is a type of far future propulsion, uh, mechanical slash stu- structural metamaterials. Uh, electro electromagnetic metamaterial waveguides, quantum physics, active camouflage. I know what that one is. Uh, quantum communications uh, and beamed energy propulsion. So uh, pretty interesting. It's kind of cool to see uh, this dude go from being in one of my favorite bands uh, to kind of being a legit UFO researcher. Yeah, I. You know, I forgot to ask Jan about about Tom DeLonge when I had him on, but I feel like they they would probably get along because Jan was like a nuclear engineer uh, mm-hmm. for, oh, a, totally. for a long time, and he was all about studying. I think he was studying electromagnetic hydro propulsion, which is like passing electricity through some sort of highly conductive liquid. Um, but it sounds like they're kind of looking at similar stuff. Huh. Yeah. Either way, that's it's a it's a wild turn. Uh, you know, it's like ah, uh, finish right. up with Blink One Eighty Two and. We'll go do this instead. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, we all kind of assumed that he kind of went off the deep end, but I mean, I think he's making the best of the deep end. So, <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the, the deep end and I mean the very deep end. So this, <laughs> uh, so I, I did not realize this is a thing. Cause so in one of the, actually one of the interviews I had to cut because the audio was uh, pretty bad. I was talking to some people from a place called cryptid world and they, they talked a little bit about pterodactyls as a cryptid, and I kind of glossed over it. And I didn't realize this, but people legitimately believe that dinosaurs uh, still exist, oh, and wow. like that's that is a type of cryptid. And apparently, there's I'm, I'm on mysteriousuniverse.org, so great starting place. Oh, you listen to that podcast? That's a good shout out to that podcast. That's a good uh, podcast about this sort of stuff. And they have an article about uh, this bizarre accounts of living T Rexes in Texas. So. Here's here's one of the quotes from it. it says just a couple of months before I had actually heard a creature I could only describe as a dinosaur. I had been asleep. It was night, maybe around one or two a.m. I'd awoken and I heard an unfamiliar screech of something running by my window. And then uh, somebody later describes this as it was two to three feet tall with a large head and a long tail. It ran on two legs and was very <laughs> dark in color. Um, and they described it as they could only they could only describe it as a two and a half uh, or two two and a half foot T Rex. Uh, <laughs> that are apparently running around in texas and apparently like there's a bunch of sightings of dinosaurs running around in rural texas which makes me think that we need to do a dinosaur episode that's not something i ever thought that we would do but there's a lot of dinosaur sightings in the u.s maybe that's a maybe that's a future episode yeah yeah future episode we'll talk about dinosaurs (laughs) yeah i had to share that so if you guys go into mysteriousuniverse.org they've got the articles called bizarre accounts of living t-rexes definitely worth checking out also a really fun podcast. Yeah, super fun podcast. Much yeah. better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, before we go, uh, I so I have a little info on what I think we can cover next time because I just lined up our next guest. And, yeah. you know, we may only be at nine episodes, but I have somebody who is a repeat guest because people liked him so much the first time we had him on. So I'm going to be talking to David George Gordon again. Uh, only this time I'm going to talk to him about his work on sea monsters wow. uh, because when we last left off with him, he was going off to hunt Ogopogo, which is a lake monster in, in Canada. 
and he he teased us that he had actually seen a sea monster. So I'm going to talk to him about that uh, probably two weeks after this airs. Very cool. But yeah. And, uh, you know, we can have a whole episode. We can talk about Megalodons, Krakens, Loch Ness Monster, you name it. It's a lot <laughs> we can talk about. That's it for today. Thanks again for listening. Uh, be sure to share, like, subscribe, rate, all those good things. And uh, we really appreciate it. Keep tuned about like two to three weeks. I'm going to have my interview with David George Gordon. We're talking sea monsters. It is, it was, I actually just finished it as I'm recording this and it was a wonderful interview. Uh, so yeah, around two to three weeks, great interview. So make sure to check that one out. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.